I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings. That's pretty good. This is the gloom, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Shout out to our sponsors, Major Team Mortgage, Omaha Laser Dentistry, exclusively iCare, and Liberty Core Real Estate. We appreciate their support. Now let's get back to the gloom. All right. Welcome back. Uh, here we are. We got another phenomenal man and leader. Uh, this guy, I'm, I'm excited just to hear his story, uh, especially because I've, I've got a chance to connect with him over the last year or so and just really appreciate the way he leads his family. Uh, and uh, we also share uh, that we both know a little bit of German, although I think he knows more than I do. Um, but uh, just has been fun to watch him lead. Uh, so former site Q at the Armory, we got our, our man Yodel. Uh, on today and man it's good to see you um and uh you know where we like to start these just kind of from the beginning so who eh'd you what'd you think of the the first workout and uh, how'd you get the name yodel that might be an obvious well one. yeah i think already pretty obvious now after a couple of words i'm saying right but uh, yeah i think my german might be a little bit better than yours Blake. but um, <laughs> your english is i'm better than mine i hope so i think you have that going for you. <laughs> i know i'm excited to uh, to do this today with you so close before Thanksgiving, right? Um, I think it's a good thing to have. Be thankful um, this week. But yeah, so how did I end up at F3? How did I get my name? So I always say I got like probably 20% EH by um, Slick and 80% by Tonight Show. Simply because I was playing golf with a buddy of mine. Um, you know him, Brian. He works at the Med Center as well. So I was working there yeah. um, at the time. We played golf at... Um, one summer and Slick just joined us. Um, there was a spot open. So he just, Hey guys, do you mind if I play with you? And we are like, no, of course not. So we talked a little bit about it. He mentioned like, Oh yeah, I know tonight show. Um, and we're like, oh, what is he doing? Like, what are you guys doing? So he talked a little bit about it free. Um, didn't think much about it to be honest. Just like, yeah, another workout group, right? Some, um, some cool stuff going on everywhere. Um, and then it was tonight show who reached out to me and said, Hey, I heard you met Slick and, why don't you want to try this? And it was in the midst of COVID, I want to say. So I was like, yeah, I want to try something new. Um, I have to say, didn't put much thought, in, much thought into it. Just like, okay, it's a free workout. Let's try it. That's literally yeah. um, how I approached it. And um, yeah, that was 2020, I think, in summer, um, August or something like that. I'm very bad with my anniversary. Every year I forget it. Um, and I live two or three miles from the maze, so it was an obvious choice to show up there and, um, showed up that morning. I'm a person who's always early to appointments, like the, the German, half German in me, half Austrian in me. Um, so I was there quite early, was waiting. Um, then tonight show came, we started the, the workout. I don't even remember who the queue was, but mm -hmm. I remember I enjoyed it and I was like, oh, this is great. Um. I, I worked out quite a bit before my whole life, um, but this was a different kind of working out. And then I was like, it's gotta be interesting, like with the circle of trust, I didn't really know what that means at the time. I was a little bit skeptical, um, but I fairly genuinely enjoyed it. Then when, before that, when they named me, all I told myself was like, just don't make a sound of music reference because I, I was really afraid to get a name after something from the movie. And I think it's with Terminator, yeah, so Terminator, Arnold, and stuff like that. And then when it was Yodel, um, it was a quick decision from the group. So I am actually very fortunate with my name now that I think about it. And I totally, totally love it. So it's a good name. Yeah. What, um, so to give us a little bit of the backstory. Cause you, so were you born in Austria and moved here? Or what, what's been your sort of journey yeah. from that perspective? So, yes, um, I'm born and raised. In, in Austria, lived almost 30 years there, I want to say. Um, when like small town, grew up in a small town, 2,500 people surrounded by the mountains, like just lived in a valley, right? Uh, I did the usual 
go to school, high school, graduate from high school, go to college, um, then doing my master's in Austria, there was like an exchange program they offered um, in UNO, um, University of Omaha. That was a partner university of my college back home. So they said, you guys mm. want to do it? it's a pilot program. They had like six or eight spots um, to fill. That was like in 2013 for the semester. I had no idea where Omaha is at the time. I didn't know anything about it. And I think two, that's not true. I knew two things, Warren Buffett, of course, and um, Big Bang Theory, right? Um, she's, oh, yeah. she's from Omaha in the, in the series. So that was the two things I knew. That's it. Didn't put much thought into it. I was like, this is cool. I was on a study abroad. It's going to be fun. Came here. Um, it was in August. It was a great time. Ran into my now wife, Brittany. She's from Omaha. She grew up here. And she studied abroad the semester before at my university. We didn't find hmm. each other. Didn't see each other at bars, clubs. We went to the same bars and clubs. Never saw each other. Um, but that was the icebreaker. And um, I moved back home when I was done. She moved to Austria with me. We lived there for four, four-ish years, maybe. Got married eventually. Um, she was very homesick. Um, very close hmm. to her parents and, and brothers. And so we had a discussion and said, what, what's the best plan? And we then decided, let's give Omaha a shot. And um, that was November 2018, November 8th, I remember it, um, is when we came here. Um, and yeah, that was a little bit of my story. Didn't know anyone except my wife's family. That's how how I ended up in Omaha. So yeah. good time, good five years. Um, never looked back so far. It was really good. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you miss miss the mountains, and you've you've gone back home a couple times, yeah. right? I mean, COVID probably restricted that a little bit, but um, yes, I was just home two yeah. or three weeks ago, so I made a quick trip to see my family. So yes, nice. Well, so I mean, because um, you mentioned a little bit too, playing sports um, growing up too, from a sort of physical activity perspective. But what um, what has been sort of your journey or experience from a, a working out or, or sports perspective. Yeah, so people who've never done it probably don't really see it as a, as that much of a sport, but when I was free or every, everybody back home, when you're free-ish, you learn how to ski. So that was of course oh, yeah. one thing um, that I did every winter, every season, 30, 40, 50, 60 times you go up the mountain a year. So that was that thing everybody does. Um, so that's kind of like my first exposure to it. My brother was competitive skier. Um, so I kind of like grew up with that mindset. Um, hmm. then I, I just tried out different things here and there when I was little, and then I got into soccer a little bit too late, probably to get really good. I was like 10 or something like that. Um, but he taught me lots of good, good lessons because first season, you're not good. You don't get much time. <laughs> um, you work, you work as hard as you can. Um, and then a couple years later, I made it to start 11. Yeah. We we're a championship team in my state. So that was cool just to see that yeah. and like. A little bit similar to a free ride. You have people from all walks of life. You have like your buddy that lives next door. You have the farmer's boy. You have the guy whose dad is a dentist or a lawyer, right? So you have all of those different people that get together. And that was really something that, that I enjoyed so much about soccer. Like you celebrate together those wins and you figure out what you can do better. And then I was like 16, 17, a couple of bad injuries. So I was like, well, it doesn't really make sense to, to keep doing it. Then a buddy of mine just started like, it's called like uh, floorball or uni hockey. It's like hockey indoors. Um, okay. game. So he started a little club there um, in Austria. And I was like, you know what? This sounds fun. It's a little plastic ball. Um, really cool. So I, I helped build that team, that club. Um, what did that for, I want to say six, seven years. Um, we, built, um, we ended up with, I want to say 80 members. And we pretty quickly wow. had a league, league going, some tournaments going. It was really cool. And we then like focused on the youth players, helped them. That was really nice to get that experience. That was my first probably more formal leadership leadership role. And it's all about getting sponsorship money, right? So it was interesting. We were like 18 years old. We walked into those companies and did our pitches and um, impressed them. We, we, made, we made some good deals and it was very cool. And now I'm fast forward. The club still exists, we grew, and my nephew actually, he started to play a year ago, which was pretty cool to see. And he had a whole presentation in class about it and, and talked, yeah, my uncle 
my godfather, he was part of the founding members. And that was really cool. So that is well, so like cool. I never made have... an impact 20 years later or 10 years later. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of like how, how so... my journey started. And then I got into running play, believe it or not. Um, I loved, I used to run a lot, seven days a week. Um, it's pretty. What happened? I got, we got bored. Like my wife and I, like my wife uh, was a D1 athlete, track and field and cross country. Um, so she got me into it. And um, first time running with her, we just started dating. I was like, I'm in shape. I will do a 5K with her. Um, ran probably like 22 minutes, took me for 5K. Which I thought, oh my God, this is so fast, right? I'm sure I impressed mm-hmm. her. <laughs> Talked to her later that day. And I was like, so how slow was it for you or how fast? She was like, well, usually around like 18 minutes. <laughs> didn't even smile or, or chuckle because like, yeah, usually it's 18 minutes for me. So all I needed to know. Um, but yeah, That's I did it for, I want to say five, five years. Um, got a little bit too skinny, to be honest. That was maybe one of the things why I stopped. When I look at my weight picture mm. now, I'm like, whoa, it was a little bit too much, probably what we did. Um, and and life happened, right? Moved to Omaha, tried something new, and then it free came around. Yeah. Man, I, I love it. That's really cool. I um, It's interesting to hear about different sports, you know, in, in different regions of the world. And um, do we have anything like that here? And what what did you call What was the name of that? It's, it's basically like, like hand, hand Yeah, floorball, I think is the official name. Uh, floorball, floor okay. Ball, yeah. I um, mean, it's not really big in the US. It's huge in Sweden for whatever reason. Um, and they have like a World Cup with like 10,000 people in the arena. It's massive. Hmm. So and there are professionals yeah. there, but it's very, very small in the US. I'm, I don't really think it's a thing in the Midwest at all. So um, that was a cool period of my life, tried something new. Um, and then like when you get older, like, do you really want to do that to your knees? You know, <laughs> running in a gym yeah. um, that hard, right? Pretty hard on your on your bones. So, um, but it was good. It's, it's a cool sport, especially for kids um, or parents. Yeah. It's easy. Doesn't take the whole day, like when you sit on a baseball field, right? Doesn't take the whole day for a game. Risk of injury for the little ones is pretty low. It's not very aggressive. Uh, so that's kind of like how we positioned it compared to like soccer. Yeah. And that, that made it successful. So that's really cool. What do you feel like? So, is, so then as you started getting into F3, was some of the motivation to, to show up to that first F3 workout just to build? relationships because you'd only been here for two years at the time right did, did you have a lot of friends or yeah so i'm i would con- consider or describe myself as a pretty outgoing person i mean, i'm usually not very mm-hmm. shy um but i didn't have like a ton of friends it's just i i had like a small circle i would say but i really saw it like two things one was like well tonight you asked me i was like well Let's say yes, right? At the end of the day, he was like my boss's boss's boss. So I was like, let's just be nice and, and don't say no right away. That was kind of like my initial reaction too. Um, and the other one was like, well, maybe I can use it as networking. Not professional networking, but more like to get to know more locals, right? Um, yeah. That's that's so hard when you move to really find 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 people that you can relate to. And that was my, my second thought. I was like, yeah, let's just see who is out there, right? I didn't know will it be all older people or younger guys? Is it like all 18-year-old kids or is it like all older people, right? So I had no idea. So I went in with that open mm-hmm. mindset. And um, it was way smaller back then. People that start today, they can't even imagine. There only four, five, six people. I mean, there was one. I don't know, maybe you noticed, but I don't think there was much more than the maze on Thursdays at the time. Um, yeah. So that was different, right? Totally different than it is now. So uh Mm-hmm. That was really when I walked in. I was like, okay, and I could tell within two minutes, this is a good group of people. I think you feel that mm-hmm. and if you if you think, okay, yeah, I can fit in here. Um, I don't even know what it was, but I had a good feeling from the first day. Yeah, that's really cool. I do you feel like um, so when you came in to the group. How did you go about building those relationships? Just sparking conversations because you're outgoing, or you know, or or I mean, did, did you start uh, trash talking Mufasa right away, or how did that? No, I didn't want to hurt him right away. 
as we know, he's like a delicate flower. We don't want to too mean to him. Um, it was really, uh, it just grew organically, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's a fine line when, when you're the new guy. I want to be proactive and want to ask questions, but I don't want to make people feel like it's forced. That's something I struggle with if a new guy comes in and they feel like they need to be the center of attention right away. So it's finding that that balance. Um, and it's the marble cheddar, right? Um, between between exercises yeah. or doing exercises. And it's just um, the coffee afterwards. It's probably 80% here will tell you that, right? It's the coffee where you get to know people. Um, and to mm -hmm. have the talk. And I, I use it like, I used it to my advantage probably that I'm not from Omaha because I had something to tell people, right? Or I had questions to ask that you would probably never ask Griswold or so because you know you know the stuff about Omaha pretty well. Um, so that's kind of like for me what I use as a nice breaker. Um, use that being being the foreigner, not speaking perfect English, right? Far from far away from that, having an accent. Use that as a conversation starter, and don't let it hold you back. That's probably how I approach it at every and how I approach it every. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'm curious if, um, you know, because I, I think you and I are in a similar boat having younger kids, right? And so it's kind of like, it's hard to attend all of the other like second F kind of fellowship events. But have what's been your experience? Have you been able to get out to many or? or... Um, so as you know, just one example, right? Even as a, when I was a psych I always told you, well, Saturday morning, it's not going to happen, right? The 7.30 to 8.30. Um, just because I prioritize um, my family on weekends over over every on purpose. Um, mm -hmm. It was this morning actually. Unicycle had a good COT talked about adjust your volume and adjust your volume. If you turn it up in one area, you have to turn it down in another one. That's kind of like how high mm -hmm. we had our first kid when when Eleanor was born. Um, I did attend a couple happy hours, um, and I think. CSAP doesn't really count, but I think that's pretty much what it was, the more formal, um, formal second F opportunities. And it's simply, I'm going to be honest, it's not that I don't have the time. I just prioritize the family, so I don't make the time. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of like how I will be open about that. It's not that I don't have time. I think you can always find the time. I just, right now in my life, I'm not um, there to, to make time for that. For, yeah. Totally. And I think that, um, that sort of aligns with like the F3 Q source model, right. Of like, <clears throat> you know, your M is in the center, then your kids, then your, some of your relationships and then your mentoring relationships and then work. Right. And then, um, really F3 is not necessarily on that, uh, concentrica, but do you, have you noticed, you know, something I think that's always been interesting to me is like sometimes, um, you start going to F3, you start building some better relationships and, and maybe it's the endorphins too from the physical fitness, but has there been any impact on maybe family life or your, or your marriage that you feel like has been positive from F3 or maybe negative too? I think some guys have found that. Um, negative, not really. Um, I think I was always pretty good with, with, with Brittany, with my M to say, Hey, I want to work out these days. And, and she's very good about that. She's not a morning person. She's like, don't worry about it. And I say, I will be back by 6.30 or 7 and I just stick to that in the morning. So never had any negative impact. I would say more on the on the positive side. Um, the one thing is it's, it's nice for me to have people who can talk about things that you would not talk with Ram about. Um, and I, I grew really close with Boji. Uh, I will consider him probably my best friend in Omaha. Um, and we talk a lot. Mm -hmm. Almost every weekend I stop by there when, when my my wife is pregnant right now, so she takes a nap sometimes during the day when our daughter sleeps. So I just go over there, we have a beer and, and we talk. So I think that helps a lot with, we all have our, our things to deal with, right? To, to just get his opinion or also hear him out. So I would say that's definitely that positive impact. Um, also, I'm more um, aware of um, the faith aspect in my life. So I think mm -hmm. that made me more think about it be more um, proactive. So I would say that's, I would consider that a good positive impact as well. So that definitely I see that, yes. And um, there's also something you get up at five in the morning or 4.30, depending if you pre-run, um, that does something to you, right? I don't know, it's, it's endorphins or so, but it does something to you um, and it helps me through the day. 
that's awesome no i i love that i think i think it's different maybe for each of us right a little bit of like um you know the way that it carries over into the other areas of your life i know for me i'm very similar to what you said right it's like it helps me to just be a little more calm throughout the day and um yeah it, it's the, the days that i don't do it i notice uh, <laughs> a little more irritable but what's it been like as you you know because um you started the group, right? And then you ha- you had your first kid sort of while you were, after you started, yes. right? What, what was that experience like? So that's one story I share with a lot of people back home when they ask about what you like about Omaha. Um, when when Eleanor was born um, in July, I think we two nights we stayed at, uh, at the hospital, right? Pretty normal. The first guy who showed up when we were back home, who brought who brought us, I think it was pizza. The first guy was Mufasa. Oh, wow. There was nobody else of our friends or childhood friends from, from Miami. It was him, right? And the texts I got from my three guys versus none of three guys, I think it's probably a, five times as many texts from them. So that showed me, like, you, you knew people, right? It's almost a year you've been part of the group. But that kind of, like, showed me, wow, there is something to that. It's not just, oh, you work out together. So, um, mm-hmm. very, to me, that was very impressive. I did not expect that. Um, it was really cool. I mean, then Gato came and, and lots of other guys showed up. So that was really, really cool to see. Um, that was very special. That's awesome. What's it been like being a, a dad? Best thing ever, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very short and sweet. Best thing ever. Wouldn't, wouldn't want to have it any other way now. Yeah. Have, have you, has there been any struggle for you? I struggle with, like, I'm so selfish that, you know, introducing kids to the mix is just, I have to be less selfish all the time. And I, I struggle with that, but I don't know. For me, it's more feeling sometimes guilty when I'm selfish, right? Or when you do something with friends or, or in the morning when I know uh, my aunt might maybe will prefer to work out as well, but she's like, no, don't worry about it. You can go. And that's more where I struggle. I'm not feel guilty about it. Um, I just talk about it with your aunt, right? Say, hey, I want to do this. And um, if you want to do whatever, that works as well. So just I think that's the balance you need to find because the first six months is all about survival, right? I mean, we were lucky enough. She was home for half a year almost, I think five months. So that made it a little bit easier. But once that stopped, it's like, okay, just don't have coffee and show up at 7.30, right? Without a kid, that's never yeah. a big deal. Now that... <laughs> you don't do that stuff, for example. So that's what I changed the most. I think if you ask guys, I don't join coffee that often anymore. Um, just yeah. to say, guys, I have to check out. Or I used to love Saturday morning workouts. Totally changed now because my kid is awake and I want to spend breakfast with them and enjoy that. So I really post at the, at the Dragon Slayer right now. So yeah i i love that that's where i'm at it's like i don't i don't saturdays are i have to plan ahead and ask you know ask for permission way way in advance which is totally fine right like you said it's it's kind of nice to be up and you know just saturday morning routine right make some pancakes or whatever they they want and um that's that's awesome what do you think for you you know as you think about just sort of your um kind of how all the, all the things connect, right? So fitness fellowship and faith, you mentioned a little bit that faith piece, maybe more awareness there, but how has your, what's been your, your faith journey and maybe how has it grown over the years? Well, so, um, for, for anybody who doesn't know that, but in Austria, it's or central Europe, it's basically 80% Catholic, right? And you born, raised Catholic, you do, um, baptism, first communion, all of that, it's just it's the normal path that you do when you live there. I did all of that. I was an altar boy for a couple of years as a mm-hmm. kid. So I, I went through that whole thing, right? Um, and the older I got, like my my relationship with, with faith or with God or SkyQ, whatever you want to refer to, right? Um, it changed and it changed in a way where with all the issues we had in, in the church, right, in, in Europe, that I started to say, well, it's not that my faith is disappearing or getting weaker, but I, I always say, I don't have a problem with the boss up there. I struggle with the personnel down here. That's what I tell oh, yeah. right? So um, that's why I walked away from, from the Catholic church back home. Part of it is also the, there is a church tax in Austria you have to pay once you start working. Within a month, church reaches out and say, this is your church tax you have to pay now. 
lots of things that I was not comfortable with. Um, but so kind of like that, that aside, um, I always had my faith, but I kept it to myself, I would say. Um, and now mm-hmm. to me, it's like, it's not about going to church. Um, it's about, are you a good person? Do you help others? Like we, when, um, when I switched jobs, I, I had a big boost in my career. And so our income changed quite a bit and I was shorter before Christmas and, and we said, let's do something good with that. Right. So we decided to do some, some, some donations there and other things here. Um, and Sunday, I said, church Sunday for us is um, not being distracted, have family time, make breakfast together, all of us. We make a big breakfast and spend the whole morning together. Um, that's like, I always, that's like my church uh, for Sunday morning. We prefer that over getting up earlier than we need to hush hush, get everybody into the car to, to go in and, and listen to a priest, right? Not that that's bad, but that's maybe more how, how we see it in, in my family. Um, and, and how we try to just be a good Christian, if you want to break it down to that. Um, but it doesn't mean you just need to fall in line and go to church every Sunday. And then you you are like a total douchebag to the waitress later, right? We all know those memes. Um, that's probably not what, what we intend to do. So that's probably how I, how I see my journey. And with F3, what it helped me is, hey, there is something to that, to stand together, circle up. And you do a prayer you can be thankful one or you ask for something there is something to that and and one thing for example um with my mom when we found out that she's very sick a couple of weeks ago that she's parkinson it meant probably so much more than than i thought when i told my mom hey all of us got together and we thought of you we prayed for you right um those are the things that i think are very powerful that we tend to forget just Telling somebody, hey, we thought of you, and sometimes you have like 50 people, um, and then you send a picture yeah. to somebody and say, hey, we were thinking of you. And that is something I never thought of before F3. So that's probably from a faith perspective, the biggest impact F3 had for me personally. And um, just that mm-hmm. is pretty powerful. And just, you know, just the stories you hear, and it's like, wow, this is, there is something to that. Yeah. What, um, t- how's your mom? doing what's the latest with with she's doing i want to say pretty okay um she's in her mind is in the right right space she's in a very good mental space um and it was more for me when when i flew there it was hard to see when your mom's arm is shaking 24 7 right that's and you know she was like the housewife she had everything perfect she cooked every day and all of that and she struggles with that um she's doing well it was cool to surprise her last that i could do that just book my ticket and fly home um, so that was awesome and it was a good trip. Very good. And seeing my sister, I'm you know, very close with her. So we will, we will see what happens. It could be 10 years from now, everything is fine. Or this was her last birthday. So, yeah, well, it's awesome. You got to go back and see her and it was, it was for her birthday. Yes, right? we su- I surprised her. Yeah. Um, pretty much three weeks okay. ago now. So when I feel home, I just left first day, came back Monday. So it was a quick trip. Nice. 40 hours of traveling for three days. You know, you um, you touched on a couple things there, and I don't, I don't know if you would elaborate anymore because I think there's a lot of value behind them, but like um, this idea of, you know, no devices, sort of quiet time, uh, you know, sort of like a true rest day with with the people in your, you know, that you're closest to in your family. Uh, where does that come from? Where where did you get that idea, or what's sort of the yeah. purpose behind so that? So the the no devices not possible. We are my wife and I are both terrible. Phones are always on us when we have dinner and breakfast. So unfortunately, I'm we are bad about that. But uh, the idea of like I would call it quality time is really from my sister. They started that a couple of years ago. They are very strict about the no devices um, when they have dinner and stuff. And as busy as we all are. Um, that's what we started. Let's just enjoy Sunday mornings. And my wife was like, let's not be rushed. She's like, why do we need to do something? Right. She said that quite often. And finally, like, I was like, yeah, you know, it's a good point. And, um, when we lived in Europe, I traveled a lot with my previous job, traveled all over the world and always busy, busy, come home a Saturday, super tired, right. Jet lagged. And, um, then I wanted to do something Sunday again. And you kind of like, the older you get, you realize that's not the best thing to do. 
that's really now our mantra like Sunday morning it's just joy as a family and whatever we want to do we do it could be we go to Trader Joe's and have fun together literally silly things like that right um just whatever we feel like doing that morning um is what we what we usually do yeah I, I love that it, it reminds me there's I forget who the well, there's several authors, but I'm thinking of Jordan Rayner who talks about like a true Sabbath, you know, rest day, right? Where you're not, you're just focused on, you know, doing fun stuff as a family, you know, and not um, working. I was, I was, you know, it's like, I'll come up with some sort of yard work or some, some chore yeah. or something. I feel like I have to do. Um, and I do think it's also part of my culture where I grew up Sunday is like, no stores are open. How dare you mow your lawn? Your neighbor will call the cops on you. That's too loud really yes. how dare you do that um restaurants are open but that's about it so it's literally everything shuts down on sundays i don't know if it's still the case maybe change but i i was used to that right sunday's really more the rest day or you go skiing or hiking things like that um so maybe it's a little bit from that still from yeah interesting i you know I, I do have to ask so you know when i hear your story and just when i interact with you right i see this very compassionate a uh, man who who loves people, you care about your community, and you're a phenomenal leader. And and I guess in my experience, a lot of times there's some maybe something you've been through or someone in your life that maybe showed you the way. But where where do you think some of those skills or character traits come from for you? That's a that's a good question. Um, without really thinking about it, my first answer will probably be my dad. Um, mm -hmm. my dad. So. He, he's from Germany originally, moved then to Austria at a time where that man who needed a visa, had a different currency. He wasn't allowed to buy land as a foreigner. So that was all before the European Union. So it was a bigger, bigger thing at the time, right? Um, today, that's like moving to a different state in the US. But he comes from a very low income, blue collar family, had no money, nothing. Um, he worked his way up. And I think that um, work attitude I definitely had from him. But he was always like good dad for, or still is a good dad for us. He, he never screamed at us. He never hit us. He was very like, he figured it out. I don't know how, but he, he managed to do that, right? So, um, and he said one thing to me when I was probably 15. I was a very good friend, childhood friend at the time. Got like, he got involved with some, some of the wrong people, let's call it that. And I just like, that was a big deal. He's my buddy. Why shouldn't I hang out with him right here, like friends since we went to kindergarten? I'm like, well, yes. However, um, the people you surround yourself with, that's who you will turn into in a couple of years from now. Just be careful of that, right? Mm. So surround yourself with good people will be the short story. Um, and that stuck with me. And I realized it the older I get, the more I realize it. And it's my M when, when we started dating and we had to, you have those more like philosophical conversation, right? Hopefully in your relationship at some point, she, in the beginning, she was like, what do you mean? But then relationship going on, she started to realize that, wow, there is something to that, right? Um, there is something why successful people surround themselves with successful people. There's a reason for that. Um, so that I think is the main thing. And that's what I tried to do. Successful people, yes, but also just genuinely nice people. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's pretty cool. And it's something to aspire, right. To be that kind of dad that, that just loves your kids, you know, um, you know, unconditionally and, and sharing wisdom like that with them, even when it's, it's hard, right. You, you know, saying yes, isn't, uh, the best thing that a, that a dad can do all the time. Sometimes you got to tell them no, but to give them a reason why, yeah. you know, I think it's, why. it's really cool. Liberty Core Real Estate is your homegrown real estate broker. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate, whether personal or investment, Armando, aka Brian, and Megan Michaels' company is ready to serve you. With Command Center in Old Town Elkhorn and agents all throughout the metro, they are more than ready to guide and serve you in your next real estate endeavor. Whether your next move needs to happen now or in five years, call or text Armando at 402-770-2165 to get your questions answered. And a special offer for F3 Nation PACS members, Liberty Corps will donate $250 to your sponsor of choosing for every closed transaction. Stop looking, start finding today with Liberty Corps Real Estate. 
definitely something I'm trying to, to do is it add, although they, they ask why so much. They ask why and then why again, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I, the other thing I want to talk to you about is, is leadership, right? So our, our mission is plant, grow, serve small workout groups for the invigoration male community leadership. So curious kind of, um, your thoughts, like, how are we doing, you know, do you feel like your, um, experience with the VQ or maybe as the site queue, uh, you're able to sort of build some leadership skills or, or exercise some of your leadership skills? Well, VQ mine was, I want to say pretty bad, <laughs> like almost all of us. I tried to recreate a soccer workout, whatever I had. It was not the best idea when it's pitch dark, right? So that wasn't that great. Yeah. But the lesson I learned there, keep it simple, right? Don't overthink yeah. it sometimes. So um, then I changed. And now all my workouts are almost all of them. I just have a playlist with very unique songs, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I just have workouts that always are um, tailored to the song that's playing. So. Um, I feel like it should be a hard workout when you lead, um, but keep it simple so people can follow. So that's probably the biggest takeaway. And as a psych, you just do it, right? Just do it and um, reach out to people. Um, I think I had not a single time somebody said, no, we don't want to queue. They maybe said, I cannot queue this week, but hey, what's your next bill? Mm-hmm. Right? So that was cool and that was very um, surprising. I was very nervous. Will I have enough people to lead? Um, or how often do I need to, to step in, right? Which then I always make sure I have a workout ready. It's just like you, so always be prepared. That will be my other leadership takeaway. If a guy oversleeps or forgets about it, then knock on wood, it never happens. But that will be my two main takeaways. Um, be prepared and keep it simple. Nice. What was it like, um, sort of, you know, as you were going through your journey and then all of a sudden you get this opportunity to take over and lead a site. How did that feel? It was cool. Um, I was very excited um, that the Gator reached out to me. And, and when we talked about it, I, I don't think I really thought much about it. I think maybe they or so. And I said, yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, and I was excited. Um, I liked the whole aspect of the armory. It's in Elkhorn. The first pop-up was on, in an afternoon, right? That was cool. We went to Jukes afterwards. Um, the people that show up there um, was a good group, or is still a good group, I should say. Um, and I really enjoyed it. The whole the whole idea of like um, with the shovel flag, right? The tank that's there is cool. So I was really excited, um, or I'm still excited that it was the secure. Was it was a great year? And the little yeah um, beef we had with the other two sites that just popped up within a couple of weeks. So that was fun. <laughs> Get that going a little bit with the yeah. intention. I can say that now, as long as people show up, that's all we want, right? So, find a friend in the library and say, like, we don't care where to show up at the end of the day, but just get people out there. And, and if that helps, if we have some some Twitter beef, let's do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like that. I, I'm curious. So, when you and Gator did your shovel pass, there was like this video or like a pre-blast that you guys did. What? Tell me about that. I, can, I, I remember seeing it, but I never fully understood. Yeah, nobody does. Probably we don't even understand it. Um, the idea was we <laughs> there was a Terminator scene um, and I'm a Terminator later Hosen um, oh, okay. um, where he walks on, where he um, picks the, the sunglasses, where he buys, or not buys them, where he grabs them. I think it's the first Terminator. So that was kind of like the idea to recreate that. Um, and so that's what we did. Lightbright was the compiler nice. with the drone, and that's what we did. And is is that because Arnold Schwarzenegger is Austrian? Yes. Was that okay. later on yeah. because of Yodel, Yodeling? Um, and it, it's yeah. a legit pair yeah. from Austria, so that's why we did it. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. What? Um, so then, tell us, you know, because as you as you were leading the site, right, then you get to this point where you've got to find somebody to take it over for you. So talk us through that and sort of how you landed on, on Tea Party. Um, I wanted, I wanted to make sure, um, it's somebody I feel good about handing it over. So I know it's in good hands. It's not somebody who will just drop the ball. Right. Um, that was my first kind of like on my checklist. Okay. That's one trade. I want that first year. The other one was like, who really showed up a lot at the armory and where did they, and who did I see that actually changed for the better? Right. And or who embraced it, you could say. And Tea Party, I mean, he, I think he lost like 50 pounds 
showed up every time, got into yeah. running, really got fit. Um, it's just a great person. Um, think about what he does now, right, as a foster parent, um, which I didn't know at that time, of course. But that just showed me now, okay, what's the right choice, right? So um, it was pretty easy. It was not a long list that I had. Um, so I was really excited when he was like, yep, he wants to do it. Like it took him a couple days to think through. He wanted to talk it through with his wife, um, which I, of course, respected. And then I was excited, yeah. And I did it quite early. Um, he was in March or so. And the end of October was the, was the class. So I wanted to be prepared. It's kind of like me. I like, <laughs> like to be prepared. It's the... What's a project manager? Yeah. Always a project manager, probably. I was excited. Yeah, for sure. Well, and he's a great fit. And like you mentioned, I mean, he just is dove right in, right? So I, I think it's it's cool to give him a chance to lead. And I think he's doing a, a great job. You know, I, I am curious, a lot of guys, when they hand, hand off the flag, sort of go through a transition, like they maybe stop posting as much or they go to all the other Friday sites or, but what, what, what's life been like? Uh, I left the country. over a couple days. So it's probably, um, no jokes aside. I want to make sure I, um, I, I post a blog party since I'm back. Um, I want to just check out a couple other um, sites out West. So fancy feast um, that of course, I want to go back to the Omri to me. It's really, I don't want to drive 30 minutes in the morning. So the choices are limited within like 15 minutes, right? But I think it will be a mix still between Armory, Fancy Feast now and um, Block Party. We had a great, great work at Block Party, so it's a good one. What's your, I mean, as you think about um, sort of leadership opportunities within F3 and just where you're at in your your life, are you uh, looking to do something else from a leadership perspective, or are you excited to just have a chance to show up and work out and fellowship or what, what do you, that is a question I have not really thought about (laughs) to be honest with you, but, um, if I will give you an answer now, it will probably be, I think Gator mentioned that, um, like the cookie chart, I put a lot of it in right now. So I think it's time for me a little bit to take out a couple more cookies. So just show up and enjoy it. Um, and maybe help with bigger events. Um, and, and see yeah. just where F3 is heading, right? Um, we had massive growth. Um, it was spectacular. Um, i going to be honest, I was skeptical about if we can still keep the same spirit alive with, with so many new people joining. I have to say it's still there, which is very exciting. Um, I was very skeptical, so I'm very excited to see that it's still the same um, and that makes me really happy. So I'm, I'm very excited what happens in the next years with that free online. Yeah. When you, when you reference that sort of the same feel or culture, what, what do you think, what do you mean when you say that? Like, what do you, what do you think that it is that sort of is that secret sauce or that makes it special? It, you, it's not that you just show up to work out. That's yeah. honestly, for me, it's probably the least important part at this point. It's, no, hey, how's plate doing, right? Or when we talk about work or, or, or our private life, just knowing, hey, what's going on? Or unicycle, he didn't post for a while, right? And you reach out, hey, what's going on? And you know, hey, I'm just readjusting a little bit my schedule. I'm more with Boji to hang out. That's that's what I was like, how will that be with so many of you guys, right? Do you even know them when they show up? Um, and as we all know, if you don't show up, the ones you are closest with, they probably text you, right? If you don't show up twice, three yeah. times in a row. So that's, that's what makes it unique. Really that friendship and that's the glue that really holds us together. I really, I fully believe if, and when you read the uh, free to lead, right? The first F it's important, but I think it's not as important anymore. The longer you do this, I mean, um, it's more the second piece and it's as adults, it's so hard to have those deep relationships with people. Um, and like Slick and Slick and Boji, those two, I would not have the relationship I have with them without that free. I mean, to me coming in, yeah. not knowing anyone that made a big difference. And um, that's why I'm very, very passionate about that. And, um, and I just love the, love how we do it with the shovel flags. It's cool. CUT is great. The prayer at the end, it's every time a different guy who leads, that's nice. Um, and you know, some guys, mm-hmm. if you want to have a hard workout, if you see that name on the, on the list, that's where you can show up. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting, right? Cause it's like, we have this blueprint, um, 
and we if we just follow it right and stick to it you know but like like you said it's so much more than just the the workout and i'm right there with you like my i think i'm pretty sure my fitness over the last couple of years has just declined but but i feel uh, like a much d- different place from a second and third F perspective that I feel overall healthier, right. M- you know, sort of including mental health in that picture too. So um, it's interesting just how like over time that first F you start to realize like, okay, I need to need to stay healthy, but this isn't the point, you know, yep. it just is the, we'll get you in. Is there, you know, anything else from your perspective that you maybe any stories or things that you want, were wanting to share today with guys that are listening? Well, stories, well, depends on what kind of stories you want to share here. But um, <laughs> I think it's more for, for all the guys that are maybe a little bit newer to, to F3. Um, I would encourage people to not worry about do I post four, five, six, seven times, right? Sometimes now you can post seven times a week. I think just try once a week at least. Don't, and even if you are maybe in a very, I know, hard time of your life or you don't feel like working out, just show up once. Or, heck, if you're injured, just show up to coffee. Um, and and oh. that's really what I think um, will get you through. And I know now it's getting cold, right? Um, it's going to be, this morning's already a little bit chilly, but... If you don't feel like at minus 40 real field to, to no workout, that's okay. Right. But maybe you come to coffee. We maybe um, trash talk you for it a little bit and give you a hard time, especially if me on the bus are there. But um, I really would say like, that's important. Just don't lose the connection you have because it's unique. And I think, I truly believe it's almost impossible to find anywhere else. Mm, I don't yeah. think you find that anywhere else. Well said, man. Hey, something else that just came to mind. I was at a workout a couple of weeks ago and somebody else was queuing and they were trying to do yodel jacks, but they didn't really demonstrate or tell us what, what those are. So, so tell us what a yodel jack is. What is it? Is it like a crowd pleaser? Um, it's a motivator actually. Or motivator. That's right. And I do, it's, I didn't even name it. I think, I hope I got this right. I think it was Escobar. Who named them because I did them a couple times in a row. So and then I think mm-hmm. he, he then named them. And um yeah, it's like my workout I started to do like you need something people talk about, right? Um so it's yeah. the music, there will always be uh, David Hasselhoff when I when I cue. It just has to be <laughs> um no matter which song of his and your checks usually one of those or Rammstein, those three one of those three things you will always see or hear. Um and that's the part right you can make it fun. If you make it fun and it's still a good beatdown, which I hope, um, I usually deliver a pretty, pretty intense workout, um, but make it fun. Just have some fun, um, some, some trashy music or some classics and you ruin them for everybody because you do like, I don't know, 75 burpees in two minutes, whatever it is, um, which you would enjoy. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like how the old Jack started. And, um, my goal is to once to maybe like 20 instead of 10, but I tried it at home and 15 is my limit. So if you can't queue it, don't queue it. if you can't do it, don't queue it. Right. So um, maybe once 10 year anniversary or so I see something like that. You might be right. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, yeah, I, you know, it's, I love it. It is cool to have something uh, unique and, and special that guys can always expect at, at your queue. So definitely. And I, I appreciate the uh, David Hasselhoff, all, all three of those, right. I, I like, uh, the Rammstein too, but, um, what, so tell me, I guess the other question I, I have for you, we've been kind of asking guys, you know, when you think about the, the Q source, right. And sort of the get right, live right, lead right. And then leave right. Or that last quadrant talking about legacy. Um, what, what, uh, sort of your, your thoughts or hopes when you think about the legacy that you're, you're leaving here, what do you hope people remember about you? I, I mean, to put it short, I would say it's maybe two things. One thing is um, he was always there when we needed him. Like hmm. you can literally call me at 2 a.m., maybe call twice because I'm on DD, but I will usually answer <laughs> and I will help. Um, and the second one is I always, I try at least to bring like a positive spirit to things I'm doing, positive mindset. Um, I'm one of those people and I say this openly. I do not know what it feels to be depressed. 
I never had that a day in my life. I just don't know it. So doing that, I was like, if I can help people, maybe have a shitty morning or a, or a bad day, I try to be positive, right? So it's made very unique about me. Um, we've all, we all have our issues, right? Or some, some bad things happen to us in our lives. Or, or like with my mom now, it wasn't like the world is ending now. It's like, okay, the good thing is I will see her. I can see my family. I can see my dad, my brother, my sister, my, my niece and nephew, right? That was the mindset I got in within two hours. First, first moment I was sad. I cried on the phone with my sister, but then right away I flipped that switch. Right, so it's probably how I'm different versus a lot of other people. But I try to just mm-hmm. the good mood, the good spirit. I try at least to give that a little bit to others, which I hope if um, when I do that, that it helps people. So people remind that about me. That would be. That would be all I can ask for. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I love it, and it, and the good thing is you're not uh, you're not going anywhere, so we get to experience those things about yeah, for you. For the long run, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your day just to talk through. And um, man, it's so cool to just hear hear your story. And I think as guys see you out there. Um, I just, I know we've had so many great conversations, uh, mumble chatter, you know, in the gloom or, or at coffee when you're able to attend. So I think if guys see you, um, would encourage them to just uh, get to know you a little bit more because you're a wonderful man. So I appreciate you, brother. No, um, same man. And, um, it's always great to talk to you. And, um, I think we had some very good conversations, as you said, which sounds crazy, right? At 6.15 in the morning or 5.30, but really good ones. Yeah. And, that it made me gave me a lot of things to think about too. And um I was hoping we would do this in person, by the way, so I would see your house. Anyway. I know. Uh, we we need to change yeah. that. So that's next time. That's next time on this, right? <laughs> yeah. Well let's we'll do a little name arama to close it out. I'll uh, I'll start us off here. Brandon Fleharty, thirty seven, the plague. Ah. Stefan Shaver, thirty four, Yodel. Yodelahee-hoo. Right? It's we yodel yes. at the end, right? Everybody else you know how to enjoy it. <laughs> Do you know how to yodel no, like for I real don't. though? Unfortunately, I don't. I won't be lying. Okay. <laughs> That's, they teach you how to ski, but they don't teach you how to they yodel. They don't teach you how to yodel and you are not allowed to watch Sound of Music or they revoke your citizenship, so. Yeah, I could see that, right? Because that's kind of controversial. Yeah, I didn't even know the movie. So Tokes is like, I have no idea what the movie is until I moved here. And okay. I haven't seen it yet. So it's one thing I'm proud of. I have not watched it yet. So Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, it was great to see oh, you, man. Well. Have a good rest of your have day. Have a good one. And happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too, uh, man. Talk to you later.